0: Stories given in this podcast are both true and fiction and not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Have your nightmare. Have your nightmare. Welcome to Info from the A, the place where nightmares are made. My parents always tell me the stories about my childhood that for some odd reason I cannot recall. Stories about how I used to have an imaginary friend named Bilbo was supposedly, according to my childhood self, lived in the walls with his pet snake Axel. Wherever the hell I came up with this, I have no idea. But apparently, I spent a lot of time with Bilbo and Axel because my parents always tend to bring it up whenever I visit them. I decided that I would go on a little vacation over the week of Christmas in 2009. Having been working in in the Manhattan business world, making quite a bit of money, and being part of the upper middle class for the past several years, I decided I would take a break from it all and stay at my childhood home in Pennsylvania. By the 22nd of December, I had made it to my parents' house or they immediately brought me up to my old room. The moment I entered the room, <clears throat> a chill went down my spine, but not because of a weird, supernatural, or unpleasant feeling. Mainly just the nostalgic chill, which was odd considering I didn't remember the room at all. I could barely remember anything from my childhood years anyways. I can only remember back to being a teenager, which was the time I was sent to live with my aunt because of my bipolar disorder, which my parents couldn't handle anymore. But since I have that all taken care of now, it's nothing to worry about. Aunt Janice was coming over for the dinner of my parents. So that night, so I could see her for the first time in nearly four years. I won't lie. I won't lie at all. I did feel a little emotional thinking about how I barely ever saw my old, aging, loving relatives anymore since I got the job in Manhattan. But my personal life was going good, despite my so so love life. I was seeing a girl named Amanda around this time. But we didn't see each other in a few weeks due to her having to fly out to California to attend her uncle's funeral. A roast was to meal. Cooked by my mother. Another small thing I remember from my ch- Somehow, giving a true meaning to the old saying... Just like mom used to make. I wish Amanda could cook like that. At the dinner table, Aunt Janice told me some humorous stories of my childhood and even at the house. Mainly from holidays and other family gatherings. Maybe I would remember this stuff. Sadly, I couldn't remember it anything. But they were humorous and I entertained it to hear it. So, after dinner, Aunt Janice had to leave, so I kissed her on her cheek, and she left. She still looked good, despite her growing age. Now being well into her 70s, it put a smile on my face to see her, which gave me remembrance of my pleasant teenage years living at her home in Pittsburgh. She now lives close to my parents' house since her husband, my Uncle George, had passed away a few years ago. At around 11 p.m., my parents went off to bed and told me that I could stay up and do whatever I wanted as long as I kept the noise down. I decided to go into the old bedroom and watch some television for a bit until I got tired. So, I did just that. Flicking through the channels to find practically nothing entertaining, I ended up just having a look around my old room. Ha ha ha. I opened up my closet and found the typical objects that you'd find in a young boy's closet. Action figures, Legos, coloring books, all the good fun stuff. What caught my eye was a brown cardboard box in the back of the closet. Obscured by a pile of child's clothing, I dug through the clothing and took the dusty box out opening it up to reveal several VHS tapes. Remember those? About six of them. So, all labeled with numbers that were crudely drawn on with crayon. Imagine that. In the handwriting of a small child. At the bottom of the box, I found a folded piece of paper that was was torn from a notebook. I took the paper and unfolded it to find... Written in crayon, The Adventures of Bilbo and Axel. I recognized the names as being those of my imaginary friend and his pet snake. I found his extremely interesting and possibly could help me remember my childhood. Luckily, in my room, there was a VCR hooked up to the TV. Eh, that hadn't been used in probably 10 plus years digging through the tapes i dug out the the one that was labeled number one and put it into the vcr the vcr spit out the tape a few times but after the third or fourth time it finally popped in and started to play there was just some static mess for about the first 30 seconds until it came on a very young me standing in the middle of the same room i was in which was in exactly the same condition. I was just sitting with my head in my hands in the middle of the room, facing the wall and muttering incomprehensible blabber. I figured I was playing hide and go seek or something of that sort, so I didn't think of it as strange at first. After about two minutes of the blabbering, I began to get concerned since the younger version of me got a tad bit louder but it was still incomprehensible and almost like gibberish still the sound completely cut out and quality started to get really choppy and the color started to distort and I could hear faint whispering playing all over the tape I put the volume I, I, I put the volume up a little bit louder so I could make out the whispery sound but suddenly an ear-shattering shriek came from the tape and the static turned to extremely loud white noise I shot up and ran over the v- ran over the VCR to eject the tape but of course the VCR ate the tape completely destroying it I looked in the box to get the second tape and found it conveniently on the top of the pile the number two written on it with a red crayon. The tape began like the last when it finally came in there was absolutely no sound at all. It seemed to be a continuation of the last but I was now faced in the other direction actually looking at the camera. And my head was no longer in in my shoulders. My eyes had deep black rings around them, and I looked exhausted, scared, and extremely tired. The whispering came in again, but louder and more clearer than before. I could faintly make out to my horror a name being said in the whispers, Patrick. Patrick. Patrick my name the tape ejected fast out of the VCR on its own behind it a string of magnetic tape shooting out and twisting and snapping I won't deny the fact that I was nearly pissing my pants off the same point I didn't feel like this house was normal at all that these walls literally could talk and that i had locked my childhood away in my mind for a reason was this also the cause of my teenage bipolar disorder i grabbed the box of tapes and ran outside to my car not even saying goodbye to my sleeping parents and i drove off i was tired but i had to get out of the house i had to get out of that house i drove off to aunt Janice's house and told her everything showing her the box of tapes her smiling face turned into a blank stare almost frightening and nervous she told me to sit down and relax and she sat next to me holding my hand in hers and told me the truth behind it all the tapes were actually a psychiatrist test of my actions due to a demonic possession that occurred in my childhood. An exorcism was performed which nearly killed me. And when the demon left my body, I had experienced amnesia. And thus was the reason why I, sent, I was sent to live with my Aunt Janice in the first place. I ended up returning back to Manhattan and by the next autumn, Amanda and I were married. I didn't invite or tell any of my family members about the wedding. And I and I haven't seen my parents or Aunt Janice since the night of December 22nd of 2009. I still have the remaining tapes with me. But am still too scared to watch them all. All that I do now is that a demon... Is still lurking within the walls of the house so this is all that i know that that very same demon could still be lurking in those walls